Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is June the 30th, the last day of June, and our passage for today is Daniel chapter 9. It's a fascinating study on prayer. Now, we're going to get right into this, but we're going to read most of the chapter, so I want you to follow along if at all possible, and if not, read the chapter again. And after this podcast, I hope you will read it again. Because it is a real study, an in-depth study, although not complicated, but in-depth, about how to pray and what brings on fervent, righteous praying. What causes God to listen? What is the condition of a person's heart as they seek after God? Well, let's look at Daniel's life. First of all, Daniel wasn't just praying when he needed something. It had been Daniel's custom since his youth, according to Daniel himself and to his enemies, that he had been praying since his youth. He had formed a habit of prayer, a habit of seeking God three times a day. That was obvious because when he knew a decree was signed that no petitions could be asked from anyone except King Darius, when he knew that, the scripture says that he went to his dwelling place, opened up his windows, and prayed to the God of heaven as he had done since his youth. It was the habit of his life. So godly, righteous, fervent praying is not some episodic event when we need something or we're in trouble or we have an emotional experience that we want to praise the Lord from time to time. Now, all of that is better than nothing. But the kind of praying that bends heaven's ear is when we do this on a regular basis. And the only way you can do this on a regular basis is to begin. Why not do it today? Why not set aside three times a day that you're going to pray religiously? That's right, religiously. Nothing wrong with religion. That is ritual, religio. That is routine. That leads to righteousness. Set aside some time. You set aside time to eat. Can you set aside out of that time of eating that you eat whenever it is, just a moment or two, maybe three minutes, four minutes, when you can just talk to God and thank Him, not just thank you, Lord, for this food, but get off by yourself and maybe just in your car, in your heart, your office, your cubicle, wherever you are, that you could maybe even go to the bathroom and say, God, I just wanted to talk with you and tell you that I love you, that I want to walk with you the rest of the day. I want to walk with you all morning, all afternoon, all evening. Lord, will you brought me to the end of the day. I just want to say thank you because I couldn't have gotten through it without you. God, grant me perspective so I can rest well tonight. And the next morning, get up and say, God, you've given me a blank canvas. Lord, help me to write on it your word. On my heart, you write your word so that I can do it. In other words, Daniel was a man who had formed a habit of prayer. And the only way that you form a habit of prayer is to pray, to start. So begin today. 
So let's look at what the scripture says about Daniel's prayer to God. In the first year of Darius, son of Ahasuerus, of the lineage of the Medes, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet. Now, what were the books? It was the scrolls of Almighty God. How do we know that? Because one of them was the prophecy of Jeremiah. That's right, the prophecy of Jeremiah, who was a contemporary with Daniel in his early days. And the scripture says that it was out of the study of the scriptures, both from his youth and during these days of captivity, that he understood that he needed to pray, that he understood the times and the seasons. You see, the prayer came about because Daniel was studying the scriptures, and out of the scriptures he realized that it was about time for God to do something. Isn't that amazing? The scripture says right here in these verses, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of years specified by the word of the Lord through the prophet Jeremiah. No doubt he had been reading what was later numbered in the verses and chapters of our English Bibles, Jeremiah 25, 11, and 12, when God says, after 70 years, I will revisit. Well, Daniel knew that in 605, he had been taken captive, and now he was 60-some years past that. It was close to time when God was going to do it. Now, the captivity had several beginnings. 605 was one. That would have ended it in 535. That's when the children of Israel went back and laid the foundation of the temple. 597, that was another wave of the captivity. But I date the captivity proper from 586 to 516. That's 70 years without a temple, from the time it was destroyed to the time that a new one was dedicated. But whatever the case, Daniel knew from the words of God that it was time to pray and seek the Lord's face and to pray to the God of heaven to bring about what he promised he would do. Isn't that interesting? Daniel prayed to God that he would do what he promised he would do. You see, God wants us to remind him of his promises because he is faithful to those promises and he wants us to understand that he is. So, because he studied the word of God and he saw the times he understood the seasons. He had gotten it from the Bible. Look at verse 3. Then, when? Then I set my face. When? When he understood from the books. When he understood from the prophet Jeremiah. That is when. When he set his face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications and fasting. You see, when we study the Word of God, it makes us wiser than all of our teachers. When we study the Word of God, it brings about perspective, historical perspective, prophetic perspective. It brings us into line with God's timetable, and that brings us great peace because we know God is in control. Verse 4. After he had set his face toward God to pray, to ask specific requests, 
and fasting and sackcloth and ashes. In other words, this was a religious thing that he was doing. He actually put on certain garments. He actually had accoutrement around him, ashes and so forth. And he said, I prayed to the Lord God and made confession. Oh, this is where prayer, truly fervent, righteous prayer always starts. And what was the confession? That God was a great and awesome God. Not about sin. No, the reason we confess sin is because we understand how great and awesome God is, and that God keeps his covenant with mercy to those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. Daniel says, I searched the scriptures and I found out it was about time for God to do something. And when I saw that, I began to pray specifically that God would do what he said he was going to do. And so the first thing I did was I acknowledged that God is awesome and great and that he keeps his covenant, that he is a loyal, faithful God, that he is filled with mercy and hesed. Then that brought him to reflect on himself. And he said, we have sinned and committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled, even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. Uh, how did he know that? Because he knew the precepts and judgments. Neither have we heeded your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name. We haven't given respect to the men of God that you've sent our way. We have not in any wise been faithful to you. O oh Lord, righteousness belongs to you. In other words, God, this is not your fault. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed to even face how bad we are and the way that it is today to the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, to all uh, Israel, those near and those afar off and all the countries to which you've driven them because of the unfaithfulness which they have committed against you. God, you are so faithful and we are so unfaithful. It's a shame and a disgrace. Verse 8, O Lord, to us belongs shame of face to our kings, our princes, our fathers, because we have sinned against you. And then he, he couldn't stand it anymore. In verse 9, he says, To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against you. Lord, we don't deserve a thing. Now, this is confession. God, you're awesome. We're not. God, you're righteous. We're not. Verse 9, God, you're the one that forgives sin. We're the one that rebels. He wasn't trying to blame anyone else. He wasn't trying to blame uh, the kings and the rulers. He said, we've all, we're all a part of this. For we have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us, his servants, by his servants, the prophets. Yes, all Israel has transgressed your law and has departed, so as we have not obeyed your voice. Therefore, the curse and oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, has been poured out on us because we have sinned against him. God, we deserve everything you're doing. Everything you're giving us, we deserve. And you, God, have confirmed your words, which you spoke against us and against our judges who judged us by bringing upon us this great disaster. For under the whole heaven, such has never been done as been done to Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come upon us. Yet we've not made our prayer before the Lord God of heaven that we might turn from our iniquities and understand your truth. Here he goes back to the truth of God's word. Therefore, the Lord has kept the disaster in mind and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all his works of which he does, though we have not obeyed his voice. And now... O oh Lord our God, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and made yourself a name as it is today, we have sinned and we have done wickedly. Now listen to this. 
O Lord, according to all your righteousness, I pray. Let your anger and your fury be turned away from your city, Jerusalem. Lord, I want to remind you this is your city, your holy mountain because of our sins. Lord, please, it's us. It's not you. It's us. And for our iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people are reproached to all those around. God, we brought shame to you. Now, therefore, our God, hear the prayer of your servant. Lord, I am just a servant. And please listen to my supplications. For the Lord's sake, for the Lord's sake, for the Lord's sake, cause your face to shine upon your sanctuary, which is desolate. Oh, my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolation and the city which is called by your name. Do you notice he keeps on bringing up, God, this is your city. Yes, we've done wrong. Yes, we have desecrated. Yes, we are to blame for everything. But, Lord, your name's on that city. And so we pray for your sake, for your sake, not for ours, but for your sake that you would bring about your word. For we do not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds, but because of your great mercies. Now, I've got to read that again. Verse 18. Oh, my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations. We're destroyed. And the city which is called by your name. For we do not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds, but because of your great mercies, O Lord. Hear, O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, my God, for your city and your people who are called by your name. What an incredible prayer. What a model for us. I just want to call your attention to three things. First of all, the prayer arose out of the study of the Word of God. That's what really causes lasting prayer to be a habit in our life when we study the Scriptures. We think of prayer as prayer list. I've got to pray for this one, that one, the other. No, what you need to do is talk to God. Talk to God about who He is and who you are. Now, uh, there's nothing wrong with a prayer list. But we've really gone to seed on list. What we need to do is talk with God, read his word, read his word, read his word. And when we see what God has said, put our lives up against that and say, God, you said this. Here's what I want to do. Lord, you said this. This is what I want to say to you. God, this is what you bid me to do. God, grant me grace to do that. That's what prayer is. And then if you need to pray and intercede for somebody, set aside time to do that. But pray. Don't go down a list and call names and say, okay, I've prayed. Well, you're not, you're not getting a hold of heaven. What you need to do is get in the Word of God. And when you get in the Word of God, the Word of God will get into you, and you will then begin to know how to pray. So Daniel's prayer arose out of the study of Scripture. Secondly, he emphasized God's character before he acknowledged his own sin. Because, you see, how we know how bad we are is when we see how good God is. Third, sin is truly confessed. There's no backing up. There's no blaming anyone else. God, we, we alone have brought shame to your name. Lord, we and we alone have embarrassed you. It's a shame and a disgrace the way that we've acted. Lord, we haven't even acted like your children. 
God, please forgive us. Now, Lord, we ask you to do this not because of our righteous deeds. No, no, no. No, this is what the scripture says here, verses 18 and following. Not because of our righteous deeds do we present these supplications to you, but because of your great love, mercy, kindness, hesed. But because of who you are, we're coming to you as our great God. Now that's the kind of prayer that God hears. Get in the scriptures. Recognize who God is. Confess your sin and talk to God. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.